You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hello and welcome to the Uncovered Truth Podcast. Uh, I believe you listen to this on December 26th, so Merry Christmas, everybody. Yep, have a great Merry uh, Christmas. week. Yeah, we hope you had a great uh, time together up. and yep. New Year's on the way. And yep. uh, we are recording this before Christmas, so for us, we are just wrapping up uh, Literally. a month of Christmas fun. <laughs> we are. We may be a little rummy today, yeah. so please pardon yeah, our... We've been a whole month out yeah. there. Crazy. <laughs> Pardon our yep. goofiness. We've had about 20,000 people come out. To We're at 17 and change right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, awesome. We've got to share testimonies and the gospel message and mm-hmm. just show people love and care in the community. And yep. we've given away uh, Christmas presents to over 1,500 children. Amazing. So That's done really, now, right? That is pretty much done. You so did that. We've been had a fruitful Christmas season sharing yeah, great. just the light and the love of Jesus. and. Now we're here to share some truth from Jesus, and it's yeah. Yeah, let's go. This has been it's been it's been. We're I think we're we're tired, but we're so. Full. I mean, I'm not I'm not um, burnt out. I'm just my my a little bit tired. Bone weary. And, and we've we actually had our grandchildren um, come. We had four yeah. granddaughters come. Yeah, we've had two weeks of grandchildren. That be, was great. We had a great awesome. time. Anthony, our son, came with his two daughters. Just left and. As much as Danielle. we love it, they wear us out. <laughs> <laughs> We're old. As much I love being wore out for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been a it's been a wonderful yeah. season, and we yeah we hope you have had a great Christmas season, and that, yeah, um, I hope so too. You're hopeful for the year ahead. Hope Jesus is. Everything you want to, everything he needs to be in your life. Yep. Amen. But let's uh, dive into our scripture today. So we're in Matthew chapter six. This is Jesus speaking, and this is, I, I think you know this one. This is one of those passages which everyone loves to quote, but I don't know that we all like walk, to live live it out <laughs> as well as I think we like to speak it, but not live it. But let's let's go for it. Oh, great. Uh, for this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? Hmm. And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet they, not yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all of his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and is tomorrow thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not then worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows you need all these things, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble trouble of its own. A to the men. Well, that's, uh, like I said, it's something... I, think, I hear people quote this one a lot, but I don't know how well we walk this one out. So what what is Jesus saying to us here? 
Well, I think I think I know where Steve is going to go. It's probably looking at your father, like Heavenly Father, like he's a father, and what toddler ever worries about what he's going to eat or drink or where he's going to go. He just goes, and every day wakes up, and the new day, there's a new day. And it's like, wouldn't that be good if we could actually be like a toddler and know that our heavenly, know the characteristics of God the Father so well that we know what He's going to provide, or 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 not even what He is, He will provide. And for me, this scripture, I think if I have um, any successes at all with in, in Christianity, probably for me, uh, the anxiety thing, I don't think I worry and stress that much. I, I've had, had a few days where I, I could actually feel my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And in my life, I, there's been probably a handful. And the money thing, um, I just have seen the money thing over 43 years that he totally provides supernaturally. I just got a check in the mail today. It just... And I kind of am just so grateful for everything he provides for me. And I never want to take that um, uh, for uh, granted, you know. And, and so for me, the money money thing, and at the Father's house, we see the um, his provision. And it's like it never, it doesn't seem like it ever comes in big, huge, bountiful, but it's like step by step. Yeah. It doesn't seem like someone just hands, comes up and hands you a million dollars for the church or a million dollars for this or that. Right. We actually had something happen during Gift of Hope, which is so out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. We had a benefactor, but that's never happened like that. Um, but I think it's a day-by-day working out your salvation with fear and trembling and walking with Jesus. Um, I think that's a real cure to anxiety when you really look to him as your father. And when you worry and get anxious about tomorrow, the Holy Spirit gent- gently comes to you, and you're listening to that voice and training that muscle to stop worrying because worrying and anxiety is really a sin and in in our in america in in 21st century um so many christians are plagued with worry and anxiety worry about the future worry about the money worry about the kids worry 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 um and um i think i think probably for me in the last 12 years the biggest thing i've kind of um grown in is that he's god yeah he's my father and he knows best for me, and he could do whatever he wants. That's really good. And so that takes away a lot of anxiety and worry for me because it's like, where are we going today? What are we doing? And just kind of strap in your, your seatbelt. We're going on a roller coaster, and, we, and wherever it goes, it's going to be what, it's going to be good. And that's what I've seen in 43 years. So I really, I, um, it's something that I, I really haven't struggled with a lot, not to say I'm perfect at all, but I mean, I, I, I struggle with more like physical healing and believing for that, but money and anxiety, I, I just, I just kind of got that one a little bit better. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. I think this verse is the flashlight into the difficulty people have yeah, it's in good. Christianity. Mm-hmm. It exposes. It's really good. It's not something anybody wants to read or hear a sermon about or even a podcast about mm-hmm. because it exposes deficiencies in Christian thinking. Mm -hmm. When you look at the things Christians should have done, turning the whole world over to secular schools when the Christian church should have been the one that built all the schools, controlled all the schools, taught all the children. But because we had to worry about tomorrow for ourselves, Mm -hmm. we couldn't invest our savings. We couldn't, we had to have, I mean, you go to churches that have more money in savings than it would have taken for them to start a kid's school, Mm. to educate children in Christian living. Mm. And because they had to have a reserve and their boards vote 
to store up this money in these warehouses. I think this verse shines the light on that the most. Wow. Wow. Uh, I mean, it is boardroom normal that you have to have a fund for the building, a fund for the missionaries, a fund for everything so that you don't have to trust God for all these things. That guy goes to the mission field. He knows there's a huge thing behind him mm-hmm. that'll take care of him. But the needs of the kids around that church, the needs of the poor people in that town, they're not what we worry about. And yet there is enough money and savings in churches of America to completely accomplish everything that Christians should be doing. Mm-hmm. If there should be a Christian food bank in every town, there's there's a hundred times the amount of money and savings accounts that Christians have. But when you talk like this, people turn off the radio because you don't want that light shined on you. Mm. Do not worry. Don't you know your father will take you? Don't you know you're worth many more than this? Don't worry about tomorrow. It will take care of itself. Nobody wants to hear this because their whole life is saving for tomorrow. Making sure savings accounts, life insurance, health insurance, every kind of fallback, every kind of, uh, you know, lottery winnings, all these things that everybody's trying to do to make sure that their future is secure in churches in America, pretty much across the board. I mean, it's it's it's, I can say it with absolute certainty when a recession hits America, the church giving across the nation plummets pastors become beggars you know the little small churches uh, the pastors have to decide to get second jobs because the church won't give and take care you get to Kevin and God says why wasn't the gospel preached in your town because the man had to go take a job to be able to survive because you didn't take care of him God and he says oh I sent to the members of his church I sent many many thousands wow they just wouldn't give it to him because they had to worry about tomorrow. They wouldn't sacrifice their own. They wouldn't, they, their family had an apple to eat. They wouldn't cut it in half and give it half of it to his family. They wouldn't do what the widow did with Elijah at the well. She, she made the bread, you know, her last, her last meal and gave it, you know, her and her son. And you know, they just won't do those things. They won't be the little boy who had two fish and five loaves and shared it, gave it all. He's the only one that brought lunch, and he gave it all. And it turned into 7,000 people eating right. with 12 baskets full. We won't believe in the miracle power of God to take care of us and live by faith. I, I, uh, I can tell you that it's interesting that in this group of verses, and nowhere that I can remember does it tell me not to worry about people. Huh. Not to worry about what the other guy's going to decide. Wow, that's really good. It actually yeah. says to be on guard. Concerned. It says to be looking out for their leaven and for their hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Be looking out for the thief. You know, lock the door. Yeah. Uh, even one place it says buy a sword, mm-hmm. because the thing you concern yourself with is decisions of others. Yeah. I remember I was angry with God. I was just not angry. I don't really believe in being angry with God, but if, if there's any kind of irritation with God mm-hmm. that I would have. I just felt frustrated that we couldn't do the work we wanted to do. Yeah. And why couldn't people do the work? That we can't get money to preach the gospel. Mm. And I was in a large auditorium when I was talking to him about it, and he said, look at this one auditorium. In this one auditorium, in this one city, on this, in this one nation of many nations around the globe, many churches, 
many thousands of churches in this one church there's enough money and savings to do what you want to do in every country in the world and i was stunned i mean i don't know these people i don't i don't know that there's that many people with savings accounts mm -hmm. enough to preach the gospel in every country of the world and what the point was was there's there's a million times that in all the churches of the world but the gospel isn't being preached and the people trying to are having to beg because the christians won't do what they this worry. verse is saying they, they won't they're worried about tomorrow and they won't give yeah we just did a gift of hope for 1557 kids and i can tell you that the richest guy we know gave extravagantly mm -hmm. extravagantly like the miracle vicky was talking about but the richest probably the richest guy in our congregation he almost choked on himself over taking a gift and buying a gift fifty dollars for a kid and it's like it's the fear of tomorrow and you can just see it you know you can just see it people are choking over their their savings being wrestled because they have to worry about tomorrow mm -hmm. they have to worry about what they'll eat what they'll drink what they'll wear the very things of this and so it's a flashlight into it it's really good. and is it is it to condemn is it to judge is it to criticize not at all it's to identify i got a problem man yeah jesus tells us that the most important thing is that we have a father in heaven if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I, I come to show you the way to the Father. Jesus is the bridge builder to the Father. He is the, he's the forgiveness. He's the advocate with the Father. He's trying to unite you and I with a Father in heaven to take care of us, but we just won't. Yeah. How I would have gathered you under my wing as a mother hen gathers you, her brood, but you would not. And that's what he's saying to us in America in, in the in, in the progressive countries of the world the affluent countries of the world is that how i would have shown you a father in heaven to take care of you if you only would have done what's important with your money right. and not worried about tomorrow and not worried about all this and that you would you know have trusted me hmm. you know and uh it's really hard to know what people will do you can almost trust that people are going to do wrong things around you and you've got to be on guard for that. And I like what I like to do is probably just as wrong. I like to go and get it done myself. Use my own giving. Use my own resources. The ones God put in my hands to get it done. Mm -hmm. And it's never enough. I need a lot of people to come alongside of me. And there are. And from time to time, there's really big people come alongside of you. But it's such a struggle to get to loose people from their resources because of their fear that God won't take care of them. Really and I think of you, the solution is, I've highlighted the problem, but the solution is trust the Lord. Put yourself in a position to trust him now when you don't have to. Give a dollar more than you can afford to in every offering you see. Hmm. Give more than you can afford so to good. give in every offering that comes before you. Every opportunity, give a little bit and learn to see that he is faithful. On several occasions, I've challenged people and said, you know, you need to tithe. You should probably be tithing to the church that, that is changing your life. And they said, well, we can't afford to. We've got all these bills. And I said, well, let me just challenge you. If you'll tithe and do exactly 10% of your gross income for three months, and we'll just track it. You just go three months of 10% of your income. And at the end of three months, we'll keep track. And you tell me 
if you're better off or worse off giving 10% away to the priesthood. And if, if you say that your life's you know, destroyed, that your bills are unpaid and that you can't, you can't do this, I'll give you the money back. Mm. I'll give you exactly what you gave back. Mm. And I've never had to give any money back mm. because God is faithful. You start to treat him like a father, he'll be a father. Really you start to trust him, he's coming through. Yeah. You know, I can trust man that, that there is evil in the heart of man and that men do evil things. And you've got to lock your cars. You've got to put them where they can't steal the catalytic converters. You've got to lock your doors because you can, you know, you can't predict men. You can't predict humans. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if you were to predict, you'd predict that, well, a bunch of them are not going to do good. They're going right. to do bad. So you've got to look out for them. You've got to be on, be on the alert. Uh, but... When it comes to God, you've got to trust God. And that's what this is saying. You've got to trust God like a father. And the problem is, if you keep trusting in your money and you keep trusting in yourself, you're never going to learn to trust God. You cannot, by your mighty right arm, save yourself and then say you trusted God. You have to be in a position where if he doesn't come through, we're doomed. Mm. We will perish. Scary, huh? And we, and we, Vicki and I have lived this for many years and we're better off now than we've ever been. We don't have any money, but we have no reason to worry that he won't take care of us. Wow. That's really good. I drew Sharon, I was thinking about the kind of juxtaposition with this scripture. He says, don't, you know, don't worry about what you're going to eat, where, et cetera. And later in Matthew 25, where he, in the sheep and the goats, where he says to people, um, you, didn't. you didn't feed me, you didn't clothe me you know, you didn't visit me. And it's kind of like the challenge is we become so concerned with our own feeding, yep. eating, clothing, et cetera, that wow, we, we refuse to give to the the one in need. And what he's really calling us to is to, you know, love, our, love one another in the sacrificial way and trust that he's then going to provide for us. But we want to look after ourselves, right? And that's the, it really, that's the war. It really highlights what you're doing yeah. is you're really highlighting the idea that Christianity is, is others-based. Yeah. And what he's what he's shining the light on here is all of our self-based thinking. Yeah. So good. What you're quoting is the fact that we failed to be others-based. Right. What he's highlighting here is the fact that we are all ourself-based, right. self-based. Self-indulgent, self-aware, self fretting self-worrying mm -hmm. and and he's saying here i was and you wouldn't be others sensitive right you wouldn't take care of the least of these my brethren you didn't take care of me what you did to them you did to me mm -hmm. you would not be others based trusting me and if you go out and take care of me through the least of these my brethren don't you know that i value you and will take care of you and i'll be a father to you yeah. He's trying to create a flow where his provision flows through our lives and into the lives of others, Mothers. and it keeps going. Correct. But, Cyclic. But we become a dam and mm -hmm. yeah. try to hold on to. Yeah. And I think it's a total lack of uh, belief of who God is, um, and you don't have any faith that he's going to come through. And, you know, it's, it's I like I like the fact that when Steve said about shining the light on our our, our discrepancies and I, again I'm not perfect at this and, and you know 
people come to me, I still have that stay same pull, you know, like, uh, you know, I mm-hmm. got 20 bucks. That's my last 20 bucks or five bucks, whatever. Yeah. And, but it really is a light shining on our, the, what is the, the state of your heart? Yeah. And at Christmas, what's so cool here is that you got, you got this rich guy coming in with all this, this incredible blessing for lots of kids. And then you got this other rich guy who can't part with, you know, buy one, get mm-hmm. one gift for a child. And, but you have all these other people who are so generous, right. like, uh, like almost uncomfortably generous. Yeah. Like yeah. it almost makes me think, stop, that's too generous. Mm-hmm. It's too, you're buying these kids too much. There were some ki- kids that got guests. I was like, that's, that's too that's, much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. it's like the generosity that we get to witness and it's that Christmas generosity. If we continue to do that all year long, yeah. you know, at least, at least at Christmas time, non-christians and christians stop and and they just it's all about someone else mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool that that little microcosmic moment uh, one month a year where people celebrate the birth of jesus and they celebrate the generosity of jesus yeah. and the, the the meaning of um it's jesus's birthday but we're giving all these kids gifts it's pretty pretty cool and now if we could just live like the birds of the air that don't sow uh, or toil, yeah. they know their heavenly father is going to close them. Yeah. And our number of days are really written in his hand. And that when I came peace with to, to the thought that the Lord knows when I, my end is mm-hmm. near, my end is coming, my end is here, whatever. Uh, when I, when it, it, you know what, that takes a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. off me too, is I'm not, I'm immortal until the moment I'm not. Mm-hmm. And then it's time for to go home to be with Jesus. And there's a peace that comes with that, too, that if you think about he's the master and he knows when you're going to pass away, when you're born and when you're going to die, mm-hmm. there's a real peace in that not having to worry about, like, oh, my gosh, you know, d- death and destruction and sickness, yeah. you know, because we do worry about that a lot. And we do worry about our body and our, you know, and our, and our sickness. And But I think for the most part, it's it's the fear of lacking in the 21st century America, whatever it's called, what, are we Western Western civilization, mm-hmm. America, Canada, England, whatever? It really is about the fear of, of not having anything. Yeah. And then we, you know, you, fear if you, of poverty. you know, you look back at our generations and my mother went through the depression. Mm-hmm. Her mother was smack in it. So I, I think, and then, and then through the fifties and sixties, it was a real blessing time yeah. and, and excess prosperous and then this generation is like okay, the gifts and stuff and it becomes so big and we're just always worried about us and i, I like the fact that you said it was it was so it's so self-centered and it really is not mm-hmm. well see your mother was the most generous person she was amazing she was and she was raised by depression yeah people. you're right she lived in the depression and she was the most generous person she's wonderful we've ever known. time energy my mom was raised by depression era people and my mom was the most fearful of poverty oh, person yeah. I've ever known. Yeah, most anxious. And, and anxious, just anxious about the stuff. When my dad, who wanted to be generous but really didn't want to hurt her, mm-hmm. uh, he would try to buy dinner, and you you just knew she was just freaking out. Yeah. And they had they had plenty of money to buy dinner, mm-hmm. you know. And um, there was just this is it was so clear to watch her mother and my mother mm-hmm. and just. From the same era, single mom, my mom, uh, single, both, you know, my my mom was passed around amongst grandparents and aunts and uncles, and her mom was a child. She, she was raised. She was raised by her mom and dad, but in a big family, mm-hmm. and it was poverty. It was both poverty, and it's the difference is yeah. coming out this way. Both Catholic, you know, mm-hmm. and coming out, 
this way, you know, different. It's just, it's the choices you make mm -hmm. to trust God or trust you. Trust God or trust the world system. Mm -hmm. And this is what these verses are about. This is what God is saying to us. This is what Jesus is saying to us. That this is what this is the litmus test of life. It's important. Will you trust me? Mm -hmm. I think every single person listening, every single person on earth must ask the question, do you trust God? They must answer it and then not just use words. Hmm. Now show me how you trust God. What is it about your life to trust God? And I have to tell you, man, uh, that that answer has to be given. And, and it will be highlighted. He puts a flashlight on it in so many different scriptures. He's going to put a flashlight on you. It's going to be shouted from the hilltops. It's going to be spoken from the rooftops. It's going to be remembered forever, whether you trusted Jesus or not, whether you took advantage of his sacrifice for your sins, mm -hmm. and then you went and sinned no more, intended to sin no more. And it, it's, going to, it's going to play out. This is going to happen. Yeah. Nobody escapes from what he's saying here. That's right. And then the verse you quoted, you know, about um, the least of these, my brethren. Nobody escapes this. Mm -hmm. Everybody's gathered and separated. That's right. So you have to ask the question, and it's not too late to be forgiven. It's not too late to get your life straightened out. Ebenezer Scrooge in that Christmas carol <laughs> is the most wonderful example of born-again nature. It's just a wonderful scene when he's just giggling and giving and throwing dollars. You know, who he became after who he was. You know, and I, I, you know the Christmas spirit is ridiculous. But <laughs> the, Jesus the Jesus spirit is not ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to do that to you. It's supposed to make you care about the other people who are suffering. Flamboyantly generous. Yeah. And you know, for me, I, I do prayer ministry, and I think, I you think do. I, I think I am, come to the determination, that those these things that you're these anxieties that you have, like his mother, who was so stressed and so anxious and so hoarding, all her things, all her money, all her time, basically, it, when she got dementia those things were exacerbated. Mm -hmm. All her fears and anxieties is actually what came out in her Alzheimer's, correct? Yeah, she's talking about constantly. She's Con mad at me all the time about money. Mm -hmm. Well, then also she just thought people, she was, she thought people were trying to come in her house, yeah, get her yeah, stuff, yeah. stealing from her. At the beginning when she was still coherent, she was mm -hmm. accusing everybody of yeah, stealing her stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I, I, yeah. I think, and then I've seen it through, I think that's what dementia actually is. I think Alzheimer's is actually... Uh, when you don't deal with your your uh, forgiveness Fears. issues and your anxieties, you. and yeah. what did you say? It starts to consume you. It starts to consume yeah. you, and I think it's a stronghold. It's a handle that Satan puts on you, a window, like if you will, if you're a house, you close the doors, but you leave the windows open, and Satan can jump in. Mm -hmm. Handles that he puts on you, whatever. I think you need to really be a generous, flamboyantly generous Christian that deals with the stress and anxiety and the worries and the concern and the hoarding um, and thinking it's yours and thinking it's going to save you. I just don't think it's a great way to live. I don't see a lot of freedom in that uh, with all the people I know. I don't see a lot of free people who mine, 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 mine. I just, you know, and again, we, it's not like we've perfected this at all. We, we work it out every day, you know, and the little flesh comes up and it's, you know, it's, you gotta, it's a daily thing, isn't it? The generosity of, it is. and the anxiousness and, the, and I can do this and I can do that, you know, but the Lord there's says, no vacation from this. No, there's right. no vacation. But you know, and the Lord says every day you should be saying, 
where are we going? What are we doing? You know, but also often we're like, we're going to do and I'm going to do. Yeah. And, you know, we gave that example. Don't say we're going to go there tomorrow. Say, Lord, if, well, if, if you will, we'll go there tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And so, like I, he said, there's no vacation to this. This this scripture is, and if I come across like I've, I've got it together, I certainly don't. Mm-hmm. It, you cannot take a vacation from this. It is shining the spotlight on the, um, the failures and the places where I really struggle all the time. And money is, I think it has to be up there. Mm-hmm. Money and providing for yourself has to be the... American, Canadian, English, yeah. first world countries struggle always as yeah. a Christian. And it can change in seasons of life. You can Correct. Go seasons yeah. where it's easy and seasons yep. where it's hard. And when you don't have money, it's easier. Right. Right? Yep. You're just like, you, it, yep. you know, Kevin's over there going, yeah. Yep. When you have a lot, it's it's really starts owning you. Mm-hmm. It's easier to be way more generous. I mean, our church, you go to a baby shower, a wedding shower. Now, the, most people live on faith or they live on just very little very little they're they these people are the most generous mm-hmm. givers i've ever seen in my whole life yeah. they give their time their money their energy yeah. mm-hmm. and it looks like a multi-million dollar you know group of people mm-hmm. went at a baby shower mm-hmm. it's it's pretty yeah. shun, uh, stunning, stunning not shunning but go ahead i, I think i interrupted <laughs> you <laughs> no, that's good uh that, i think this just really does highlight that that need for us to day in and day out just reflect on mm-hmm. you know it easily just creeps in just a little thought here and a little thought there of that worry of do I have what it takes to look after myself as opposed to Lord I trust you to have I don't have enough you know I don't have it but I know that you do because I know who you are and Jesus you know Christmas season bring it back there for a moment the greatest gift of all is Jesus, Jesus. right and he's given us the best already so why wouldn't we don't trust him to give everything else that we need he holds a key to life and death, and we think we were in charge. Right. I mean, it's like you say, there, you can't, there's no hearse going to a funeral with the person who passed away. No, no that's not true. U-hole. No U-hole. hearse yeah. pulling a U-Haul. I'm sorry, yeah. yeah there I, is, I knew in there my are mind. hearses holding Boy, people that was really, away. Yeah, All hearses have the person who passed away. That is funny. Whoops. You have got to love her. <laughs> no, you've got to love uh, me. I, do, I, I have to. I mean, I told God I would. <laughs> it's been his cross. Uh, well, on that note. Uh, we, very we'll my be. cross of loving her, yeah. But we uh, fall too far off a cliff with our yeah, brains. There's no hearse yeah. taking the person who died to yeah. the cemetery. That's <laughs> okay. right. Okay. But yes, there's no, no hearse pulling a U-Haul. U-Haul. Yeah. Because they can't take it. You know, you know one, of the, one of the uh, criticisms against the church uh, is is – they all they do is ask for money, yeah. and you know, and that can be that's a valid point on s- some people you watch or on TV or whatever. But uh, in in your church, it's like, yeah, why does it bother you if you're giving? If you're generous, let them ask for money. You know, yeah. it's if you're a generous person, just open your wallet and do it again. You know, and um, but if you're not, I think it's probably very convicting. Right. What, I, what I like to know is that the money is being used for what god said right what are, what are they doing with it yeah. are we preaching the gospel right. with it are we promoting the kingdom with it and i what i promise at the father's house is every dollar you put in an offering we'll get three dollars worth of work out of mm-hmm. it and i mean we're not even close to three we're way over three right. people come out to lights of hope you know and they they were marveling i saw a bunch of businessmen walking through this looking around going, <laughs> figuring how out. did they do this <laughs> they must be filthy it's rich jesus. and it's no no we're not it's filthy jesus. rich one guy came in and said, would you, any chance you'd tell me what it cost? I said, I told him, mm-hmm. you know, about $80,000. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
you couldn't do this with eighty thousand dollars. Well, what do you think it would cost? And he said half a million. And I said, well, that's that's a three you know three times. I'd say a quarter, but you know because that's closer to three times. Mm-hmm. But it really is magnificent, yeah. right? When you do it, when you give your widow's mites, when you give your time, when you give your anxiety, when you give it's and let Jesus be Jesus. It's that's what we've seen, and that's probably why I can believe at the Father's house because we've seen it yeah. over and over and over again. It's just we if we just say yes, mm-hmm. he does too. Right. It's just amazing, and, and you've seen it over and over again. Of it's course. Just, yeah. And 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 so you it, when when and if you come to to, to the lights of hope. Yeah. You see that, right. even down like with you know going back to Christmas guests, like recession year, we took on the you know pretty much the most because we were taken biggest. off. I mean, the the only year that there were more were the, was a fire year, and that was its own crazy story. But so, that was its own nut yeah, house, yeah. yeah, right. So like that, and we go into it, and we're like, <laughs> oh, how how people are at first being less generous because of the recession. So yes, how are we going to do that? Yes. And the Lord says, uh, well. Here, you know, takes it's care of it. It's right? hilarious. We had yeah. snowball fights in our church. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> the fire year was bananas. Yeah. yeah. But it also was my favorite. Yeah. yeah. It really it was, was my favorite. It was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Well, but anyway, I think that's a good point for us yeah. to just bring it to a close. So thank you so much for joining us this year with the Uncommon Truth. Yeah. Thanks for making us uh, number one. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, in, we, in our life. We, <laughs> we love doing this podcast. We have fun together. We're and the we, number one podcast in the Father's, Father's house. house. There we go. We just, we, yeah. yeah. I think, we, I think we're yeah. number one, aren't we, Kevin? Yeah. Kevin, yeah. We're, we're ahead of the others, yeah. right? Yeah. So we just... One of two. <laughs> Kevin, you didn't have to say one of two. Yeah, we we could have left that we didn't out, have Kevin. To say that, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, thank you again, and we will look forward to sharing more of the Uncommon Truth with you. Merry Christmas. Year. God bless Mary, you. Merry Christmas. Just make you, Jesus Lord this week. When you week. hear this, we hope Christmas was a great oh, day, the yeah. best you ever had. No anxieties, no stress, no money issues. There we go. Amen. Eyes on Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate and review and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.